Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Thank you for listening to the Mutual Audio Network. We are here for you 24-7. But fair warning, some of the shows are a little cranky if you get them up too early. The following audio drama is rated R and is recommended restricted for anyone under the age of 17. You there, you're under 17, yes, yes, I can see you. Go somewhere else. We'll wait. Okay. April 13th, 2005. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Technical Difficulties. I'm your host, Kyan Chris Conroy, for show number eight. That's right, show number eight. Eight solid weeks of whatever this is. Anyway, it's another solo show with plenty to do, so I'm just going to fire right off into it. Uh, drop me a line if you want at uh, techdiff at tcinternet.net. It'll be in the, should be somewhere in your MP3 player window there under album or something. I know I've included that. Anyway, uh, it's a new show. It's a new week. Please enjoy. This episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Fixomint, the heroin gum. Made with 100% heroin, we dare you to try and stop it. Former regular user of Fixomint, Bill Burroughs, says, It made my cock hard like a Moroccan boy with a broken neck. Thank you, Uncle Bill. Remember, that's Fixomint, the heroin gum. The first one's free. And from WetDorkObsession.com, the Internet's largest fan fiction portal. Whatever your fanish interest, it's there for you. Star Trek, Lord of the Rings, Gundam Wing, and Bobby's World. It doesn't matter how wrong it might seem, there's a wet, gooky, sloppy fan fiction for you. So contact your inner Mary Sue and strap on two boxes of Kleenex and head on over to WetDorkObsession.com. Fan fiction for the non-discriminating tastes. Have questions? Looking for a new direction in life? Then why not dance on barefoot over to whatwouldwillwheatondo.com? This week only, each new subscriber will get the Will Wheaton Starter Kit, complete with your own blog, a copy of NetHack, a complete set of second edition D&D rules, a Rick Berman Can Blow Me t-shirt, and a case of Guinness beer. That's whatwouldwillwheatondo.com. It's not just a way of life, it's a game. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome back to Storytime. I'm your host, the guy who reads the story time. Let's begin, shall we, and we'll pick up from where we left off last week. As you recall, Uncle Wainwright and Princess Mopsy had just managed to find themselves hemmed in by a group of communist polar bears, hell-bent on sacrificing them to their Lord Lucifer, King of Communism. Prince Tarquin, Knight of the Magic Squirrel People, had recently come out of the closet, and after forming a huge posse made entirely of gay furry fans, managed to storm the offices of Microsoft in Redmond, Washington, where they set fire to Bill Gates' collection of evil demonic cheese wheels. 
Sadie Adelis, affectionately known as the Slug Lady, had just completed her trip back in time in an attempt to prevent Fisher Stevens from ever filming Short Circuit 3. Meanwhile, the Magical Pixie people were busy forming a congressional panel to see what they could do about a certain Minneapolis podcaster who was busy pulling sketches out of his own ass. And while waiting for said ass-born sketch to finish, the host of Children's Storytime was ready to eat his own microphone while waiting for his latest piece of fixament gum, goddammit. Now, Mr. Storytime host, I believe that was the broadcast you did last week? Yes, yes, sir, it was. Yes, well, it is the opinion of myself as executive in charge of the Clear Salem Radio Network and my fellow media overlords that a drug-addicted, semi-coherent, psychotic, raving loon such as yourself has absolutely no place on children's radio. Oh, muffins. And effective this week, we shall be moving you over to adult late-night talk radio on our right-wing station, The Patriot. Have fun in your new time slot. I know your listeners will. Well, goodies for me. Where's my gum? The following week. Meanwhile, the fluffy gay bunnies and their liberal activist judge friends had formed a consortium with hordes of demons to destroy America like a cancer from within. But our brave, shiny president had already stepped Well, up Chief, to the what do you think of our new host? Why, he's a raving psychotic, yet somehow infinitely more comprehensible than Michael Savage. That's just what I was thinking, sir. I think I smell a Peabody Award. Oh, sorry, I had chili for lunch. No, no, sorry, sir. And now, a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Fixament Gum. Fixament, the pure heroin gum. We dare you to. I, uh, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Easy, easy, you got him. You got him. He won't be bothering us anymore. I'm, I'm so sorry. I just lost That's, control. Not to worry. It's it's over now, son. No court in the land could convict you of that. This Sunday on TBS, it's High Plains Justice Drifters, two desperate men in an old west world gone wild where everything is justified in their atrocities and no court in the land would have convict them of anything they've done. High Plains Justice Drifters this Sunday on TBS. Hey, I'm talking over here, your announcer. I'm, I'm sorry, it just went off. Easy, Billy. And now it's time for Cooking for Complete Bastards. This week's recipe is Montreal steak, and who doesn't love a good, succulent, mouth-watering Montreal steak? Vegetarians, that's who. So if you know any, make sure to tell them what you're having for dinner tonight, and show them the cutest picture of a cow you can find, and tell them that's the one they killed just for you. Now for this recipe, you'll need half a cup of olive oil, a quarter cup of steak sauce, and at least two pounds of the best meat you can get. New York strip steak, black Angus, porterhouse, really anything that costs more per pound than the person who you're going to buy it from makes per hour. That's the most important part, and act like it's nothing when you buy it. Also be sure to pick out the snootiest brand of coarse sea salt and maybe five blend black pepper that, you know, costs about 16 or $17 a bottle. Buy that, flaunt it, make sure they know how much you're spending on it. And saffron, lots of saffron. Basically spend about as much on the, you know, the spices that you were going to spend on the whole dish. That's important. Combine all the ingredients in a glass dish and whisk thoroughly. Then rub all over the strip steak, making sure to get it into every nook and cranny to make absolutely sure it gets all over the fat. That's the most important part, and that's the key to this dish. If you have dogs, they'll probably be begging at your feet right about now. Be sure to look at them with their cutest face, tell them they don't deserve any of it, and then don't give them any. 
Then seal it inside a plastic bag and allow to marinate for at least eight hours. Place on a grill or under a broiler for our six to eight minutes to just get the outside brown and crisp, but make sure the inside is tender and juicy, and it will fill your house with the most succulent air. Now, to complete the dish, I recommend white truffles slathered in garlic butter. Fry liberally over medium heat to make sure to fill the house with the smell of truffles, garlic, and butter. If you can help it, point a fan out your window and fill the whole neighborhood with the smell. <laughs> You'll have your neighbors looking around and smelling in all directions. I would be the least bit surprised if you caused a car accident with it. Serve with an extremely expensive, extremely tasty white or red wine. Either will do as long as it's expensive and something you can flaunt. Now remember that this recipe serves up to six people, so be sure to invite over five of your best friends and then eat it right in front of them without offering them so much as a taste, because you're a complete bastard. And that's cooking for complete bastards. Tune in next week when we'll be offering my favorite recipe for shrimp gumbo, only I'll be changing a couple of ingredients in the recipe I give you so yours will taste like crap. And look for my new hardcover cooking book, Cooking for Complete Bastards, at your local bookstore. An outrage at $49.95, this lavishly illustrated full-color book has a shitty binding, tiny print, and has over 400 of the most delicious recipes you'll ever taste. Horribly laid out and printed in colored print across color photographs so you won't be able to comprehend a single thing. That's Cooking for Complete Bastards from Fuck Off Press. Now, some of you uh, may remember last week's word was uh, aida, a Japanese word for the interval of the space between. Now, um, I bet you're wondering about all that kind of last week's word stuff sort of thing. Well, uh, in a nutshell... Subject is still responding. No nominal shift in cortex observation. Uh, still having problems with... Where... Uh, Spike in current. Where? You're pretty fond of the ocean, aren't you? No. I'm mostly terrified of the ocean. And slightly amused by it. What terrifies you about it? Well, first off, it's huge. There's stuff living in it that can kill me. It's unpredictable. You can drown in it. I'm always terrified ever since I was a kid that a big wave would come up and just wash everything off the island. And what amuses you? What amuses me most about the ocean is the fact that we have names for different parts of it, even though it's just one big thing of water that surrounds us. You know, like we... Like we somehow are in control of the situation if we can divvy it up, even though... How do you divvy up water? Do you know what uh, amuses me the most about the ocean? Can't even guess. Shark attacks. Shark attacks. Every time somebody's killed by a great white, they always say, we're pretty sure that he was killed instantly. Yeah. How would they know? Yeah. I mean, you ever find somebody was bitten in half by a shark and said, ah, didn't feel a thing? Yeah, well, I guess you're right. So if you, uh, if you don't like the ocean, why do you come here? I guess because I was born on an island. I grew up with the smell of, you know, sea air and tar on piers and sound of foghorns in the distance, stuff like that. Yep, dawn on the beach. And drinking coffee. What's the best part of waking up? Folders in your... I don't even like folders. Why am I drinking coffee on the beach? Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? It's like some kind of cliched, crappy, you know, 
commercial. Now, how was that? Didn't feel a thing. Uh, well, I'm not expecting you to feel anything. What I want you to do is tell me, do you sense anything? An emotional response or possible and a, a sense response, such as your eyes, your ears, anything like that. Okay. I'm, I'm going to turn it up just a little bit. I'm going to increase the frequency range. Now, tell me if you get it, any sort of response. Oh, weird. Weird. Ah, did you get did you get something? You smelled something, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was it it smells like Yes. Uh, this is so weird. It smells like the inside of a record slipcover. Does that remind you? You know that kind of glossy printing that yeah, they used yes, to do on yes. record albums? And yes. every time when I smell that I could I could what? I I think of the inside of a record store and Michael Jackson's thriller album. Anything else? Pepsi. But I, but I can actually taste the Pepsi in my mouth. This is really weird. I mean, I guess that makes sense. You made all those Pepsi commercials. Well, of course. It was the taste of the next generation. Oh, man. What would Will Wheaton do? Bartender, two pints of Guinness, please. Thank you. So how were you able to transmit this information through to my brain just with a, with a radio? You said when you were 28 years old that you had brain surgery done. Yeah, it was for an aneurysm. And was there anything unusual about the surgery? Well, yeah. It was considered very ex- radical and experimental at the time. They involved reconstructing a part of my brain that dealt with memory. And that's exactly when the zombies ate your brain, isn't it? Huh? Okay. I think that was the last of them. Boy, are those things hard to kill. I understand why the first two were in uniform, but why was the third guy carrying a video camera? Oh, they were filming Raccoon City Cops episode when the when the virus oh, broke out. Oh, I get it. <clears throat> well, whatever. Is there anything in the chest we can use? Yeah, it's really weird. All the stuff that we put in the other side of the police station is still in here. All right, well, pick what we need to get down to the sewers. I can only carry about two more things, although I can seem to be able to carry a yeah. unlimited number of grenades. Well, I got the uh, red key card and the two jewels to get the other thing out of the statue, and then we'll get... Boy, did anybody... Who makes a building? This is so stupid. What is going on here? Still better than the movie they made of it. Yeah, you're sure Paul Anderson isn't the one carrying the camera there? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, we're such dorks. Would someone Uh, please explain to me why that keeps happening? I can explain it all very Uh, simply. This is absolutely the last time I'm ever going to get a pop culture geek as the subject of an experiment. What? His brain's already cluttered up with all this useless garbage. Every time I try to do anything, it just triggers something else. Well, our investors are not going to be happy with this. We we want results. We need need this product done by the end of the cycle. I understand what the investors want. I'm working as best I can, given my limited resources here. They'll have their... have the results they're looking for soon enough. It just needs some fine-tuning. Did you tell him? Leave this out of it. Leave, that's tell, not important. Tell me what. There is nothing to tell. Sir, we think that someone may have hacked into the chip on, it, the, on the back I, of the I'm unit. telling you that is not what. What, what are you I'm talking about? I'm telling you there is nothing in there uh, for anyone so to hack. It's simply a receiver. Do you want to explain the spikes in the cortex? I, I want an explanation, you know, doctor, now. I don't think there is. He, his brain is responding as if someone is communicating with him, but I don't think it's coming from the outside. So, what does that mean? Well, I, I think it means that the unit is causing him to have a psychotic episode. Oh. Well, that's all right, then. Whoa, check it out. Check it out. Your overall Your geekiness overall. is what's saving you in the end. Haha. <laughs> I don't even know what they're trying to do. Here, I'll show you. It's pretty easy. Watch this. Okay, now where are we? Oh, Jesus Christ. What'd you have to show me this for? Oh, come on. This is when you were an altar boy. Look, you're so cute in your cassock. Oh, God. Oh, Catholic grade school memories. Flooding back, must talk like William Chandler. Oh, oh, 
too true, but take a deep sniff. What do you smell? Incense. Exactly. Now, remember that creepy statue of Jesus in the back on the Passion of the Cross? Ugh, don't remind me. Yeah, well, take a look. What the... Is the statue of Jesus wearing an iPod? And check out what he's holding in his left hand. It's a PSP. What? I don't understand. Wait a minute, these memories should have been from about, what, 1981? Uh, that's right. I didn't want any of that stuff. It didn't exist in 1981. Getting warmer. Is someone putting product placement in my memories? Wakey, wakey. This week's word is cathexis. An investment of mental or emotional energy into a person, object, or idea. Stay tuned. Well, I hope you guys are enjoying my little radio play. I hope it's not just like meaningless twaddle, but whatever. I'm enjoying doing it. It's letting me stretch some ideas out, and I think it's kind of fun, but uh, whatever. If I watch my my ratings dwindle, I'll I'll know I'm on the wrong track. But uh, anyway... Tune back in next week for more. Hopefully, John's going to be joining me again, Mr. Henry. We wanted to do some more, uh, some more of our Zoo Patrol type stuff or whatever. But uh, next week, uh, my wife Susan will be joining me, and uh, we'll just have more fun. Anyway, technical difficulties. I'm Kai and Chris Conroy. Thank you, and goodbye. Thank you for listening to Friday Follies right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual Feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic, live, and theatrical audio plays. Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama. Wednesday Wonders, our science fiction and fantasy magazine. Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama. Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike. And Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.